Happy New Year! I caught you off guard then, didn't I? Didn't get a little hey-hey? Is it too late to be saying Happy New Year? We are in February, after all. Can you believe it? Where did January go? Anywho, it would be remiss of me to continue about this podcast in 2022 without sharing what I have planned for you today in this episode, which is a little bit different to normal because I'm going to be giving you my two-part step-by-step process for starting a new year. And this actually goes for anything new that you're starting. So whether that's a new job, a new relationship, a new project, a new whatever, you can literally take this process and apply it to that new thing. And what you'll get is a really solid plan going into that new thing, really informed based on the past. So I'm going to suggest you might even pick up a little pen and paper for this one. You might want to take some notes. I'll make sure they're also in the show notes. But for now, grab that cuppa, kick back and enjoy. So one thing I really understand about myself is that I'm a big reflector. I spend a lot of time reflecting, looking back, taking notes, journaling, just being in the vibe of what was. And now this hasn't always been particularly healthy, if you like, hasn't always been channeled in a positive light. So I have spent many years of my career, for example, at the end of a year doing my end of year review and thinking, oh, I didn't do that very well and I could have, should have, would have done that differently had I had my time again. And I can say a lot of that kind of anxiety, if you like, has been replaced with a real constructive look back at what did I achieve? Never mind what didn't I achieve in that time, but what did last year look like? And a big part of that is being an entrepreneur, you don't have a manager that tells you, that gives you an appraisal of how you've done. You really have to be that appraiser yourself. So I think there's been a big shift since I left the corporate world into um, seeing a lot more of the positives myself. So that has helped. But in any case, I think this reflective piece is something that is often missed, especially at the end of a year, because we're so keen and eager to move into the next year, to get into that newness and to have a fresh start and all the things. And actually, sometimes we can trip ourselves up by going into a new year and creating the same goals as we did this time last year, only not looking at why we didn't achieve them in the first place, right? And like, give me a little knowing nod if you've been there before. Like, how many years have you gone fresh out of the gate saying, this year, I'm going to do that thing. This year, I'm going to lose that weight. I'm going to get back to a size whatever. And, you know, it's going to happen this year. And how often have you just kind of taken a, a really objective review of why that didn't happen in the first place? Or what did you achieve 
instead of that thing that might have actually carried more importance than the initial thing that you thought you wanted. So all of that is to say that I really value the reflective piece and that's why it's part one of this two-part process. And then I'm going to break it down for you as well. So what I do first off, and this year um, I was pretty unwell in between Christmas and New Year. Just I had a cold. It wasn't COVID as far as I know. Um, But it was pretty, you know, it took it out of me, took the energy out of me. I just wanted to be at home, snuggled up in front of the fire, watching back-to-back episodes of Sex and the City, if you uh, listened to my uh, welcome back last last week. And I was a bit reluctant to start this process, if I'm honest. But what I did do was just get out my journal and give myself a bit of creative license, if you like, to just doodle a little bit. So I actually chose my new journal for this year, the the one that I'm just going to like document the year in. And the, what I really love to do first up is actually go back through last year's journals. Now, if you're not a journaler and you don't have a journal, don't worry about it. But if you do, pick it up. I like to flick through, not read word for word, but just kind of be in the vibe of where I was at the time when I had written those entries. And the same thing can be done for if you have a diary or a calendar on your phone even. Um, Just go back through and reflect, where were you in January last year? What were you doing in February? And kind of just roughly jotting down some things that you did, that you achieved, places you went, maybe not so much in recent years, but um, some fun that you had. Just literally just start making some notes about what you did last year and that's where I started this year because it's a bit slow getting out of the gates and what I do is um, I give myself that permission to be messy and I kind of do the messiness on purpose because so many of us are often used to making lovely neat lists in a line right All, all neat and if I don't know about you but If something used to mess up my list, I'd start a new one just so it looked really neat and tidy. And the antidote to neat and tidy is freaking messy. Be messy. And actually, this is where, because creativity comes from a lot of the mess, right? So I like to do a mind map. And if you haven't ever seen a mind map, it's kind of, you start with a blank sheet of paper, maybe turn it on its side, put a little thing in the middle that says 2021 if we're looking at last year. So 2021 is our subject, put a little ring around it and then branch off of that and have a category such as, I don't know, health. Uh, It might be relationships, it might be holidays or travel, it might be work or business, it might be love or friendships. And from that, you can then put another little circle around it and branch off again all the things in your health bubble that you did that were in that kind of category. So let me share some of mine, for example, where am I? I have my journal in front of me, so if you hear me flicking through the pages. So I did this on the 27th of um, December, and I started with 2021 in the middle, I branched off to coaching. So this is things I've done in my coaching business. And there there was so much in there, 
some that I remembered, you know, without even having to look back at journals or think about things. And then some that I only remembered when I went back through my calendar. And I'm not doing, like, I'm not scrutinising what was in there. I'm just, like, reflecting, just, like, loosely reflecting and going, oh, yeah, remember that thing I did. So I, I totally forgot that I went on Tony Robbins' Unleash the Potential Within. Um, I completely forgot about it. Uh, I forgot about... Well, what else did I forget about? Um, I almost forgot about our lightning strike, you know. <laughs> it was. It took me, um, I added that in later on, and it kind of was a category in itself. It didn't really fall under anything in particular. Um, so, yeah, under my coaching business, I had all the things, all the coaches I worked with, and then under my business, I had all the things that I did within that. So all the clients that I worked with, a little, little nod to them, the fact that I did eight short courses and my initiation members club, which was new last year in January. The fact, did you know, I did 52 episodes of this podcast last year. How cool is that? Equates to one a week, even though we started on the 1st of March and I had a, a big break. So often had uh, more than one episode in a week, which was for me, when I look back, I'm like, oh gosh, I really did have it in me. So there's no excuses. I can really do it again. Um, so yeah, all the things that I kind of did, I come up with a new book idea, um, I I got my first corporate gig, so I'm actually literally reading and <laughs> reminding myself, and then I did other things under business, other ways that I sort of bought an income in, I guess you could say, so we had our Airbnb, I did some other little jobs, I've been a VA for one of my friends, and so yeah, just kind of all of these are branches off. So each each kind of bubble looks like a bit of a spider because it's got all of these branches coming off into it. And they could branch off again if you wanted to. So that's the idea behind a mind map. Um, I also had uh, my focus on health last year. So the fact that I'd worked with a physio and a homeopath and that I'd hired my nutritionist and my PT, that I'd done some, some um blood tests and some stool tests and all the all the things under health and what actually was really interesting to me was I had kind of a gap that was like it was a gaping hole and I was like hmm well what would go there and for me it was glaringly obvious that I was missing a bit of fun last year so I had this like really kind of sensible head-on in terms of Focusing on my growth, my personal growth, my business growth, focusing on my customers, my clients, um, as well as my health. And then there wasn't a lot of fun had, like fun as in travels and adventure and all the things that I guess we did a little bit more of before we went into a global pandemic. But needless to say, it just highlighted it for me, right? Because I could start to see it on paper. So this is my first kind of step in the process if you like is to kind of just go vomit on the page verbal vomit on the page and say what did I do what did I achieve last year and just give a little nod to everything that you did do the next thing I like to do is a bit of belief ethics or it's a spin on play on belief ethics which is a Jana Kingsford method I had Jana on the podcast last year must have been in March when we first launched uh, she has this subconscious reprogramming process called belief ethics, which is beautiful. I'm actually a, a certified facilitator 
in that process. And I love using it with my clients when we get to the end of a month, for example. So every end of month, my clients that have been working with me for any length of time will do their belief ethics on the month they've just had and looking forward to the month ahead. And it's no different at the end of the year, right? So how that looks is taking another blank sheet of paper in your journal. When I say blank, I mean it's empty rather than needing to be unlined or anything. I love an unlined journal, by the way, just side note, in case you know you ever want to buy me one. I'm joking. Um, I have so many journals coming out of my ears. Um, I don't need any more. Actually, I'm looking at, um, they do these really clever journals, a bit like a Kindle, but they're, um, they're actually journals, so you can write on them. And they're great because they act like a book, but you've got like a, a computer filing system on there. So you don't have to carry around. Literally, I carry around the house four journals at the moment because one is to take my notes in of anything I'm learning. One is a specific program I'm in. One is just my doodling and ideas. And the other one is for something. I can't remember what, but <laughs> oh, what I'm creating. So yeah, I've got four journals. I think this electronic one sounds way better. Anyway, belief ethics. Um, belief ethics, the idea is that we clear the channels. Uh, we're clearing the junk in our trunk when it comes to the thing we're looking at, the point of the belief ethics that we're doing. So in this instance, it's 2021, right? If we're looking at back at last year, our point of the belief work is 2021. So I literally aim to go down a whole A4 page on the left-hand side, and I'll start with 2021 equals. And each line will start with 2021 equals. And what it's doing is as you go through and you just come up with, you know, the first thing that comes to your mind with the association of 2021 is it starts to, your brain starts to go deeper and deeper into the subconscious part of the brain. The brain that, you know, if you're sitting there thinking about something, it might not necessarily be forefront of your mind, but it does come out through this process. So I'll read a little bit of my belief ethics for 2021 equals long, 2021 equals slow, 2021 equals boring, 2021 equals exhausting, 2021 equals lockdown. 2021 equals learning the hard way. 2021 equals where's it gone? Now, can you see <laughs> the irony in some of these, these thoughts that are coming up already? Now, I'm not judging them here. I'm just pointing out that long, slow and boring and then where's it gone? A kind of opposite end of the spectrum. However, this is what's in my mind when I think about 2021. And no one said what is in our mind is ever always logical or rational so we're not judging what comes up here it's just like what's that first thing that comes into your head and write it down so we go as far as we can until we've kind of exhausted all the things and they so these are negative associations we're starting with so the things that when we think of 2021 didn't go so well wasn't so great wasn't so fun you know I had 2021 equals inconsistent 2021 equals inaction 2021 equals uh, COVID-19 to 21. Uh, 2021 equals could have done more. 2021 equals waste of time. So you get the drift. Now, I'm not saying that's actually how I felt. I'm not saying that's how I went through the year. But obviously, when I reflect back and I don't give myself time to rationalise any of this stuff, this is what's there. So I'm just going to write it down. And then what we do is we just release that. We make an opening statement that releases the above and opens 
ourselves up to believe in that 2021 equals some of the positive stuff, right? So I'll share some of mine. This is on the other side of the page, or like for me, it was just the other side of the same page. So 2021 equals the, re the year I realized I get to do it my way. 2021 equals practicing my human design. 2021 equals more present than ever before. 2021 equals feel the feels in the moment and heal it. 2020, 2021 equals energetic upgrades with lightning strikes. 2021 equals deciding it's my time to shine. 2021 equals focus on my health. 2021 equals peace vibes. I could go on, but you hear the energetic shift in my voice. I can feel it as I'm getting into it, right? So these are the positive associations. And oftentimes there are just as many positive, if not more, to be had when you reflect on the year. And the point of doing this is A, to clear the channels, right? to get the junk out. It's like, it's just giving a bit of airtime to that kind of nagging voice that's there sometimes, oftentimes, and giving it some light and some air and saying, okay, I see you, yep. That's probably true. Some of that is probably true. Um, however, there's all this good stuff and look at it. Isn't it great? And it's just like what you're doing there is just showing your brain that even though sometimes we can have a bias and the brain does have a bias to looking at the negative, we can also counteract that with a lot of good stuff. So I love belief ethics for, for the purpose of reflecting on like a year or a month or a period or a job or a project or a person or a thing, whatever it be. I've used this for like making decisions to sign up with coaches and programs and whether or not to take jobs and things like that. It's it's just brilliant. And what you can do at the end of it is just think like, what am I inspired to do now? So we call it an inspired action, like having cleared the junk in your trunk and then come up with all this stuff that you're open to kind of believe in over all of that stuff is like what you're going to do next with it and it might be do nothing but it's a good part of the belief ethics process too so that's part two so we've done our mind map and now we've cleared our channels and what I do next is um, look at the lessons that I learned through last year or through the thing that we're looking at let's just stick with 2021 so this can be, I usually capture this as I go through my journals and I'm kind of reminded, oh yeah, that was a big lesson in there. And oh yes, I can remember the kind of the way that that message really landed with me and like resonated on a deep level. And it's something that I don't want to forget. So I write down my lessons learned for those things that I learned, but perhaps haven't really embodied yet. So for example, I learned last year that I really can trust myself and my intuition, but I still come up against this nagging doubt every now and again. Ah, oh, but are you right? Like, is that true? Is that the best course of action? And I often find myself when I'm listening to other people that I feel as more authoritative or more expert in their field than perhaps I feel, then I can easily second guess myself. And so I'm not yet fully embodying or practicing that lesson that I've learned. So I really want to take it into 2022, right? So some of the lessons that I learned, I can trust myself and my intuition. I still need to have more fun. 
I need to create space to make decisions and ride out my emotional wave. This was a big thing for me last year that I was practicing, still not fully embodying it. So I really want to carry it forward. Um, I consume way too much when I'm not present. So I know that I listen to too many teachings or I read too much. I don't think you can read too much, but like I'm always listening to a podcast or an audible or someone else. So that's, that's consumption in the same way that, you know, I can consume too much food sometimes. So when I'm not present, I can end up consuming stuff. So I I find it very difficult to sit here, do nothing. I'm way more comfortable when I'm consuming something. But actually, that's something that I want to change. So, so capturing your lessons that you want to take into next year, because really, we do this because we don't want to keep making the same mistakes or learning the same lessons and they probably will come up in different guises and in different shapes and sizes so don't worry about it too much if you wonder why you keep making the same mistake or learning the same lesson it happens it happens to the best of us but this way we're just really making present and real what we did learn last year that we want to make sure we take in as a lesson for next year. So that's step three. And then step four is I like to look at my word. What was my word for the year for 2021? I don't know about you, but I've, I've done this for the last few years. Um, thought about a word that is kind of like a macro level. It's like that big picture is going to steer me for the year. And if you didn't have a word for the year, don't worry, because you can do the second part of this step, which is to kind of think about a word that would sum up the year for you. So let me backtrack. My year, my my year, my year was the same as your year in terms of it was 2021. Uh, My words for the year, because I have more than one. (laughs) Can't keep it simple, can I? Um, So my main word that was going to be overarching for the year was embodied embodied or embody and this was all about um, I remember the intention that I set when I came up with this word and it was very much for me I had been learning since I left the corporate world in fact before that even I had been learning so much like I had this desire to learn and take on all this new information learn how to be a better coach learn how to uh, manifest learn to or learn nutrition learn eating psychology, learn all the things, learn, 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 bring all this new knowledge on. And last year, I got to the point where I was like, my head does not have the capacity for any more new knowledge. And actually, what I really need to do is embody what I have learned. So I'm really practicing what I preach. Because who am I to preach something that I'm actually not doing? So it's easy for me to show up and teach on eating psychology when actually I still have issues around food and I'm still tending to binge eat, for example. So for me, the word embody was really this reminder when I wanted to go and consume more. No, come back. What are you embodying that you already know because you've already learned it? So there was that. And I also had play, which I've already kind of hinted at that I failed at kind of having more fun last year. So that's like a carry forward into 2022. And there was another word. 
and the fact that it's lost from my mind probably means that it didn't really carry that much weight either but that one in body really did um really did kind of was my north star for the year oh I remember what it was it was move and I certainly did more of that and I certainly had a focus on being able to be more mobile and move more and do more um be less restricted because of my knee so that actually guided me to work with a physio for example and then hire a PT when I felt like I had more mobility and stuff like that so they were my words so I just do a bit of a synopsis of like did did it really guide did, did I forget what they were can I even find what they were or did it really guide my year and then the second part which we can all do whether we had a word for the year or not is actually how would you sum it up in one word like what was your 2021 in one word and I guess for me just kind of carrying on that theme my one word which is probably two but I'm making it one is homecoming I've that word has kept popping up into my mind for the last few months and for me, in embodying more of what I've learned and really seeing the benefits and the the kind of progress that I make and how I am evolving when I really just sit and try and embody something that I've learned rather than moving on to the next thing, it feels like I've come home to myself. It just really feels like I've been talking about being comfortable in your own skin for a few years now and I genuinely believe that I have been more and more comfortable in my own skin but I I've, I never felt like I'd really arrived back in my body which might sound a bit crazy but when you've rejected yourself for so long and you dislike what you see in the mirror and you want to be in anyone else's body than your own you kind of checked out a long time ago right so for me this year I've really experienced this homecoming it's just so glorious that I just want that for everyone else too, right? So that is how I would sum it up. I would love to hear how you are summing up your 2021. And that concludes kind of that part one of this two-part process. And all of that reflection piece will really inform your planning for the next year, right? For 2022 in this case. And one thing I love to do at this point is what I refer to as a stop, start, continue. So it's three bullets across a page with some space to write under each one. And it's things that having reflected on those lessons, having reflected on what you did achieve and um, where you got to, what are the things that you want to take into um, next year? So you want to continue doing, being, having. What are some of the things you want to stop doing? being having and what are some of the things you want to start so I'm trying to find my stop start continue because I've got a few things on here that I thought I'd share to kind of just describe that although I think this is one of the more simpler to understand ones so for me I want to stop picking up my phone first thing in the morning I want to stop wasting so much time scrolling and I want to stop waiting for tomorrow and this is one of the things that I really learned when I did my reflections was that i I found myself saying I'll do it tomorrow a lot. So certainly wanted to stop doing that, stop getting distracted and break old cycles, so stop old cycles. 
And then starting, I want to start um, checking in with what's on my heart first thing in the morning, really get into my journal. I want to start working on the house in my spare time, get the spark back for actually building our home. And I want to start today. I want to do the thing today. And then continue. So we had stop, start, continue. To continue, I want to continue not to sit at my desk unless I'm. it's really necessary um, and mix it up because that's what I started doing at the end of last year. I want to continue to make space for rest, for play, for sunrises, for decision making. And I want to continue to develop my no matter what mindset and when it comes to working out and food. So they were just a few that I picked out from my stop, start, continue. So that's the first part of this. And that really then informs my words. So when you when you hear my words for 2022, you might already have yours. I'd love to hear yours too. Um, you'll see that they're really informed from this work that I've already done. So my words are trust. So you might remember that was one of the lessons that I'd, I'd learned from last year, but hadn't yet embodied. So trust in myself Trust in my decision making, trust in my intuition has got to be one of those overarching macro level north stars. So trust is one of my words. And then the other one, well, it's kind of three words, <laughs> but it's take action today, meaning today, not tomorrow. And again, that's very much guided from the reflective work that I did. So I have my words and already, you know, we're just at the beginning of February and the today piece has been hugely powerful for me because when I catch myself saying, I'll, I'll do that workout tomorrow or I'll shower tomorrow <laughs> or I'll start again clean eating tomorrow, I can catch myself and go, no, we do it today. And this has been hugely powerful to move me forward in the moment by moment so far this year. So that's how I come up my words. If you've never done this before, I highly encourage you to give it a go. Just play with it. Don't take it too seriously. And just come up with one word, one word. And it's as you can see, it's kind of really, um, it steers you for the year and it might come to you really naturally. It might be something you need to go through this process before you actually get to it. But it's informed by your past experience and it ensures that you continue to grow and evolve. Now, the final piece is actually the goal setting piece. So notice I didn't start with what go what are your goals? What are your New Year's resolutions? No, -uh -uh. we do things very differently around here. So the final piece is actually what are the goals that we want to set for this year. And I'm actually only just bringing back goals because I had a really love-hate relationship with them, I think, from 20 years in corporate where, you know, we kind of forced this whole goal-setting process at the beginning of every year. And not only did I have to come up with my own goals for the year in my roles, but also for my teams, right, as a leader, as a a manager of people, you kind of have to come up with your team's goals as well, to an extent. And it just felt such a forced and inorganic process to me, that I kind of fought it and rejected a big part of that when I left corporate. And what I did was I, I haven't been shooting completely in the dark, I've been kind of focused on my intentions, what are my, my softer 
intentions for the year ahead rather than hard and fast goals. Especially as, like I said at the beginning, a lot of my goals were the same every year. It's to lose weight, stop biting my nails and my fingers and to exercise more, get fit, you know, get strong, lift 100 kilos um, or 110 kilos on a deadlift or something like that. And when they came around again 12 months later, you kind of got to ask yourself, maybe the goal is not that important to me. So the way I now set goals is again informed on our reflective piece in stage one, in part one, um, but is also done from a bit of a backwards roundabout way than you might go about goals before. So we're not looking at smart goals as such just yet. We're looking at how do you desire to feel in 2022? So if you get to the year end and you are doing this reflective process again, right, you're looking back for your journals, you're doing your stop, start, continue, you've done your 2022 equals and you've dredged up the junk in your trunk and you've flipped it around and looked at all the positives and you've done your mind map of your achievements. How how do you want to feel looking back? And it's a question that I would pose to you, how do you want to feel? Like we don't always ask ourselves this. And that desire is where a goal needs to start. Because if you start with, I want to lose 10 kilos, but you don't consider how that's going to make you feel, it could be that actually you get there and you feel unworthy because you haven't done anything to shift how you feel about yourself along the way. You've just focused so much on losing the weight. And this is often why we put on weight again once we've lost it. It's because we haven't worked on our on how we feel. But if we were to check in with, well, how do I want to feel? I want to feel, for me, I want to feel lighter. Sure, I want to feel lighter. I want to feel like I can fly. I want to feel increasing moments of joy and pleasure. And I want to be present. I want to feel like I'm present and not constantly distracted. So there's these feelings. How do you want to feel? Because that's your desire. That's really going to inform. So for example, I have this, I want to feel good. I want to have more energy, right? I want to have more energy. Let's go with that one. The next thing is what's the intention then? And an intention is softer than a goal. It's like, how are you going to go about it? And for me, if I want more energy, well, I'm going to check in every day uh, or every meal time of what my body really wants. Because this is probably what's been missing for me in the past, right? So if I'm at lunchtime and I'm faced with having some toast or making a bit of an effort to have a salad, it's not a case of what should I have. It's a case of what's going to give me more energy, what's going to make me feel better. And actually on some days, I might need the toast and that will feel really freaking good. Other days, I know that the salad is going to nourish me or either neither of them. And I need to go and make extra effort to make a nice nourishing soup or whatever it is that my body really is saying to me I want. So my intention is to check in at every mealtime with what my body really needs and wants. And then my goal can look very different again. So if I've got the desire to have more energy and the intention is to check in at every meal with what my body needs, my goal 
actually in this case, my actual goal is to complete a gut protocol, which is I'm four weeks in now. So I've got a couple more weeks to go. So this is a smart goal now. So by the middle of February, I will have completed a gut protocol, gut healing protocol, which means reducing some foods, um, increasing some supplements and some other foods. And yeah, just going through that. So you can see that my goal is not actually lose X amount of weight, which it might have been in the past had I not done all this other work. It's very specific based on how I want to feel, what I desire and how I intend to feel more of those good, feel good feelings. And that is kind of what I wanted to share with you in terms of my process. Now, if it feels like a lot, I have done this over the last four weeks. So I started us just after Christmas and I kind of wrapped it up a, a week or so ago. So it's not something that you have to sit down and do in one sitting. It's not even something you need to do in retrospect for 2021 now, if you don't feel called to, if you feel like you're too far into the year already. But this is here for if you ever decide that actually now is time to really start, as I mean, to go on with that reflective piece really guiding where you're headed. And don't worry if you didn't have a pen and paper, I will make sure that the show notes are updated to reflect roughly the process that we've just gone through here. And I hope you find something in there that you think, oh, I've not tried that before, I'll give that a go next time. Or maybe you're like, yeah, I really want to do that for last year before we get too far into this year. Go for it. I would love to hear how you get on with it, how it informs what you do that might look different to perhaps what you've always done. My inbox is always open and you are welcome to drop in there and just share with me what it is that you're um, taking forward from listening and being here. And I appreciate you being here because this is longer episode than I anticipated it being uh, but as you can tell I get very excited and passionate about this sort of stuff so I hope you enjoyed it too and I can't wait to see you next time lots of love